Hey, you're listening to the Beyond Podcast with your host, Timmy Riggs. And today, I will continue talking through our Audacious Faith series that we have been doing at our church. And uh, this past Sunday, Pastor Rick actually discussed the topic of temptation, what it has to do with our life and our faith journey. And that sometimes it's not always, you know, big, scary sins, that sometimes it can be uh, attitudes, emotions, um, just doubt, things like that. And so we'll talk through it that way. And a couple of weeks ago, I formatted the uh, episode kind of like how I'm going to do it today. It's going to be, we're going to hear clips from Pastor Rick as I just kind of provide simple, short commentary talking through um, what he has to share with us. So I hope you enjoy. I hope that it's meaningful for you and maybe just a little bit extra for you in the middle of your week. So without further ado, let me go ahead and play Pastor Rick and I'll jump back on here in a second. Not only is it Time Change Sunday, but it's also the fourth Sunday of Lent, a season in which you and I prepare our hearts for Easter. We do that through prayer. We do it through fasting. We do it through repentance. We do it through self-denial. Our goal is to focus on the life, the suffering, the sacrifice of Jesus. And we want to identify with Christ in this season. We want to become more like Jesus. But to live the life that Jesus lived To live the life that Jesus calls us to live takes a lot of faith. We've been calling it audacious faith, brave, bold faith to say, I'm going to follow what God wants me to do the way of Jesus no matter what. So today, I'm going to talk to you about following Jesus when we face temptation. So so I'm just going to say this now that this is a conversation that applies to everybody because we all face temptation. So let me ask you a question. I love numbers. I love to think about things like this. How many words do you think the average person living in the United States of America would hear with their ears every day? How many words do you think the average person hears every day? 5,000? 10,000? Do I have 15,000? Anybody 20? 30,000? Researchers tell us that the average person will hear between 20 and 30,000 words a day. My wife Annette would tell you that I can speak that many words at a dinner. Yeah. So here's my question. If the average person hears 20 to 30,000 words a day, how many different voices does the average person hear in a day? You understand the question? And I don't know the answer. And I don't know what the answer is for you, but I want you to get with me because I think there's some real value here. You might say, okay, I hear the voices of my family members. I hear the voices of friends. I hear the voices of coworkers or classmates. I hear the voices of news, websites, newspapers, books. I hear the voices on television. I hear voices on radio. I hear voices of podcasts. I hear voices in music. I hear familiar voices. I hear unfamiliar voices. I hear voices spreading fear. I hear voices spreading hope. I hear voices spreading truth. I hear voices spreading lies. I hear a lot of voices in a day. All right, so Pastor Rick uh, explains that we are in a season of walking with Jesus to the cross. That is the Lent season. That's kind of a great time for us to remember that the journey for Jesus um, was ultimately 
to the point of the cross. And it's a good reminder for us as we choose to journey with Jesus as well. I mean, he tells us, hey, pick up your cross and follow me. So um, almost kind of indicating, hey, there is some challenge to this. But the plus side is it's not just pick up your bootstraps and figure it out. It's that we get to do it with Jesus. So that's incredible. Uh, In this sermon, Pastor Rick reminds us that temptation is something that every single one of us face. Uh, No one's exempt, including Jesus in his human form. And because of that, Jesus offers a roadmap on how to navigate temptations. One of the things that stuck out to me, and I played it there in the clip, is that Pastor Rick hit us with the fact that the average person hears about 30,000 words a day. That blows my mind. He made the joke about uh, Annette hearing that from him at one dinner, and, and that's the same for me and my wife, too. Uh, maybe that's just a, an attribute of being a preacher. But um, 30,000 words, that's just crazy, right? But even more important than that is where are those words coming from? What voices are speaking those words? What voices are you hearing? In today's modern technological world, uh, the amount of voices we hear are startling. I I think it may even be more than 30,000 words now, right? Uh, With social media and Netflix and all of that, I mean, we're constantly hearing something. It's rare that I'll have a time in my day where I don't hear something. In fact, to the point where I'm pretty comfortable now when I hop in my car to not play anything, to not hear anything. And you might be listening to this while you're driving and you're like, yeah, I should turn it off. Uh, Maybe once you're done, you can turn it off. But um, it's just amazing how often we hear so many different voices. And like I said, technology, I mean, I think it's great. But at times, I think it can be distractive and and borderline destructive. Um, Today, it's kind of like anyone that uh, has a phone has basically an opportunity to amplify their voice. I remember a line in a song that I heard, he said, the world became dangerous the minute we all became famous. Basically just reiterating the fact of, man, now in a weird way, so many people have kind of come like celebrities and they've got a way to amplify their voice. But how many of us know that not everyone that has a microphone necessarily needs to have an amplified voice. And so sometimes we forget this and we need to recognize, hey, Uh, Just because someone maybe has a talk show or they have a radio show with a good amount of listeners doesn't mean that's the voice I have to listen to. Um, But it might not even be that. It could just be someone in your office or or whatever, right, Uh, that's saying negative, destructive things. And uh, it makes me think back to David's writing in the 23rd Psalm. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I think that's such a profound statement. He's declaring that the Lord is his shepherd. Almost another indicator that there are other shepherds out there. Um, But for me, the Lord is my shepherd, not anyone or anything else. And so that's a decision we also have to make. Who will I allow to be my shepherd? Who, Who am I going to let steer and shape my thoughts, my beliefs, and my attitudes? I want it to be God, right? One of the temptations we face today is to lean into maybe the wrong voice, steering us in the wrong direction. There's so many out there, right? So let's jump back and hear what Pastor Rick has to say. But the most objective way that God speaks to us is through His Word. God just speaks every day to me through His Word. So I want to tell you a story. And the reason the story is significant to me is because a couple of years ago, I found myself in Israel for a couple of weeks. 
And one day after a long drive, we ended up at the Jordan River. And the place we ended up at the Jordan River is where some believe that it could have been the place where Jesus was baptized. Nobody knows if it was or not, but that's what some people believe. And so I remember with my wife, Annette, and a group of our friends, we slipped off of our shoes and we waded into the icy Jordan River. And it was a pretty powerful moment to just remember Jesus' baptism and to think, this might have been the spot where it happened. So here's how the story unfolds. Jesus goes to the Jordan and he says to John the Baptist, John, I want you to baptize me. And John says, do we maybe have this backwards, Jesus? I mean, shouldn't it be you baptizing me? And Jesus coaxes John and the reasons why, and so John does it. He baptizes Jesus in the water. And here's what the Word of God says. When Jesus comes up out of the water, a voice. Talking about voices, right? A voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So this is all about Jesus' mission. It's about his calling. It's about his future. It's about the path his life is going to take. Now in the very next story in both Matthew and Luke, here's what happens. Jesus is in the wilderness. For 40 days, he is being tempted by the devil, and he hears another voice. And the other voice says, if you are the Son of God, and that's the voice of the devil. And that's a voice regarding Jesus' future and his mission and the choices that he will make and the path that his life will take. And Jesus has a decision to make. It's the same decision that you and I will have to make every day of our lives. And here's the decision. Which voices will you allow to influence the direction of your life? So yeah, Pastor Rick doubles down on the voices we hear, and he nails it right here that even in the picture of Jesus, the different voices he hears. One is the voice of the Father, a voice of um, you know, admiration, of love, of acceptance, of, of pride. And then we hear the voice of the tempter. And both of these voices have to do with Jesus' ministry, his life, what he's doing, and yet again, it's just more evidence that our life, we will be faced with a choice of which voice we're going to lean into. We're not exempt. Yet, we're not hopeless. More than anything, this is really a reminder, a charge, that we need to be filtering what we hear, right? We need to make sure we uh, sift through what voices we allow to influence us in our lives. Um, and again, it's so obvious today we can speak about so many different things. You know, um, there's YouTube, there's news media, there's so many things out there that are literally banking on just getting your attention. That's how they make money. And so um, we have to be so careful. And so Pastor Rick continues to hit this home and then eventually leads us into an understanding well, that there is a force. There's a reason. Why are there so many voices that I hear trying to direct my life? Well, 
There is a force that's tr- that is adamant about being opposed to God's will, and it desires to lead us into all these different micro temptations. And at the end of the day, that voice comes from that voice of of opposition is of the devil. So let's hear how Pastor Rick talks about that. When a voice entices you to live in a way that is contrary to God's plan for your life. So I think for those of us who walk with Jesus, I think this is a great definition of temptation. It's when a voice entices you or me to live in a way that is contrary to God's plan for your life or my life. Once in a while, I get in a conversation with somebody who says, is that a thing? Like, well, is what a thing? Like, is the devil really a thing? Or is temptation really a thing? Or is it just like me kind of doing some things I want to do? And I think I understand the struggle. And I think the struggle comes from the fact that we are so individualistic. And we pride ourselves on being so independent. That it's difficult to amass that there is a It's difficult to admit that there is a force in this world that actually influences my decisions. I want to think that I'm the captain of my own ship. I want to think that I'm making my own decisions here. And so for me to admit or even consider the fact that there's a force in this world that kind of has some power and influence over me and that is influencing the choices I make, that's kind of hard to do. The reason I think it's a thing is because the Bible gives a lot of attention to the fact that there is a devil. In fact, the Bible warns us terribly about it. I've chosen only three statements because I thought they would be helpful to you. The Bible says, don't give the devil a foothold in your life. If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile, in other words. The Bible says, take your stand against the devil's schemes. Don't let him push you around. The Bible says, resist the devil. And so if I thought the devil wasn't a thing, I would have to ask myself, then why does the Bible talk so much about the devil? Why does the Bible say he's trying to destroy you, he's your enemy? And why would the Bible say, don't let him influence your life like this? Take your stand. You understand, the devil tempted Jesus. And if the devil tempted Jesus, I think the chances are really strong that the devil would tempt you. So in today's world, sometimes evil seems to be watered down. Uh, And part of me, I I can actually, I can kind of understand, you know, not wanting to give evil more power than it already has. However, the other side of me, the stronger side of me, kind of says, hey, you would never walk through a thick jungle without trying to identify the threats. It's important us to understand that as we walk through our faith journey, there is an opposition that does not want us to live freely in the grace offered through Christ. This force will throw everything at us temptation-wise. You know, the obvious sins, but, but also the temptation to believe that, well, man, maybe God doesn't really love us. And Pastor Rick goes on to kind of hit this and the temptation that, that we're not enough and, and so forth and so on, right? And that's the question that Pastor Rick kind of asks us. What does the voice of the enemy say to you? Because maybe you're not really uh, seduced by certain temptations that are so obvious, but, but maybe it's the answer of this. He says that one of the main temptations from the devil can actually be 
If I were you, I would be afraid. And what happens is we get caught in the cycle of living totally in fear. And yet Jesus so many times commands us, hey, do not be afraid. Do not fear. He shares a story of one of his friends who was diagnosed with cancer. And and that was his temptation to fall into fear. You know, what's going to happen? What if, you know? But at the end of the day, his friend always clung to a song that, that was titled The Voice of Truth. And he always reminded himself that in this life or in death, I choose to listen to the voice of truth. And so Pastor Rick gets uh, closer to wrapping up his sermon, and he gives us two to-dos. So let's go ahead and listen to those. So we're in the to-do part of our conversation today. What do you do? I think number one is you recognize the voice of the enemy. You admit to yourself, this is a lie. So when you think about your life, when you think about choices that you made that you wish you would have never made, did you know you were believing a lie? And over the years as a pastor, a lot of people have said to me, Pastor Rick, I knew. I knew exactly it was a lie. But I was listening to a voice that was saying what I wanted to hear. And so I went for it. But in my heart, I knew. And so I think number one, you admit to yourself, that's the voice of the enemy. That's a lie. Jesus now, this is Jesus talking. This is not Paul or James or somebody else in the New Testament. This is Jesus. Jesus says, the devil is a liar. He is the father of the lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He just lies. That's what he does. And so I think, number one, you admit to yourself, that's the voice of the liar. I'm not going to go for that. I think, number two, you follow the voice that you hear in God's Word. You do exactly what Jesus did. So when Jesus faces temptation, Jesus just responds with the Word of God. Here's what he says. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Word of God. You understand the Word of God is what sustains me. Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. I'm not going to bow down to you for status, for power, to meet my own desires or anything else. And then he says, do not put the Lord your God to a test. I will not use my power to test God. I'll use my power to restore and to heal people who are broken. See, I think there's a gospel story here. And the gospel story says, what if I take the step of faith? And what if I live life God's way even when I'm tempted? What if I follow the pattern of Jesus? And by doing that, will I not find the best possible life I could ever live? It's like last week, I said to you something like this. I'll say it with different language, but it's the same idea. I have never in my life given in to temptation and said, man, I'm glad I gave in to temptation. This has been great. I've always been full of regrets. But on the other side of the conversation, every time I said, I'm going to do it God's way, it's always been good. So there they are, our practical steps 
and avoiding temptation, right? Uh, fighting through it, identifying the threats, and then coming out on the other side, walking with Jesus. Number one, recognize the voice of the enemy, something that's maybe pulling you in. Uh, maybe it's a fear, maybe it's a doubt, or maybe it is some sort of sin. And then number two, the, the bigger part, the more exciting part is, hey, lean into the voice of God, trusting that his plan is good. I heard one pastor one time say, you know, sometimes we can get caught in this imagery that it's, it's some divine duel, that Jesus and Satan are fighting it out. But he goes on to say, we couldn't make the devil small enough, that Jesus's power, that his love and his grace is, is far more sufficient, far more powerful than that of the enemy. And I believe that. And I believe believe that the way of Jesus makes our life better and makes us better at life. And I love the question that Pastor Rick kind of, or maybe not question, but statement of saying, you know, um, I've regretted times of falling into temptation, but I've never regretted the way of Jesus. And I'd have to completely agree with that. I've never regretted doing things like Jesus does, whether that's living generous, whether that's forgiving, whether that's extending love and grace in a situation that maybe the world wouldn't expect us to. It always seems to work out so much better. And so that's kind of it. I'm wrapping it up, and and that's kind of our walk through Pastor Rick's sermon and uh, understanding that, hey, temptation is something we're all going to face, and it comes in many, many different forms. And at the end of the day, there is a grace to walk us through it. So even if there's moments of, man, I messed up, I wish I wouldn't have made that mistake, we don't run from God. We, we lean into him even more, right? And uh, so I hope that that was encouraging and, and maybe a, just a little bit more peace, like a little piece of bread in the middle of your week. And uh I hope that you continue to be a part of our, our Audacious Faith series. We'll continue walking through it the next few weeks. But um, I'm so glad that you have joined us this week. And uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope wherever uh, you are and whatever things that life has uh, kind of put in front of you this week, that at the end of the day, you're just saying, hey, God, I'm so grateful uh, for your love. I'm so grateful to have breath in my lungs and uh, that you're continuing to walk through your journey with Jesus. And uh, no matter what, no matter where you are, at the sound of my voice, I just hope that you understand that, man, his, his love for you, it never ends. And uh, it's always seeking you. Uh, we are constantly putting out different things on our social medias, on our Instagram, Facebook, and uh, here on the Beyond Podcast as well. So I hope that you are joining us in all those different platforms, uh, but not letting your life get too noisy, right? You don't want too many voices or too many things cluttering up your life. So hope you're doing well. We love you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.